what's awesome, baby? It's a PTP, a primetime podcast. Whoa, Nelly. It's the granddaddy of them all, the greatest podcast around. Hello, friends. As we make our way to the Backroom Studios, we'd like to welcome you to the From Corner to Corner podcast. And in this corner is the best podcast around. It's time! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Y'all ready for this? Hey, and welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. Whatever edition this week, right? We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff tonight. Are we? We are. Nice. We're going to talk about... Never mind, I won't do that. The fully loaded edition. This is G-rated. This show is G-rated, all right? There are no happy endings with this show. Okay? There's nothing wrong with a happy ending. There isn't. It, it is not illegal. It's not illegal, all right? There was a happy ending in Tom, at Top Gun. There was a happy ending uh, in Top Gun. That was an amazing movie. My goodness. Have you seen a movie that was better? No. I mean, I, I shaved for the occasion. You do have your rooster stash. That's right. So... From the beginning, when Tom Cruise shows up on the big, what is it, like 65-foot screen? Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, just glorious-looking man. And he spoke directly to us. And when he smiled, the dimple. Oh, my goodness. Oh. The dimple. Yeah, and gleaming in his eye. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, roller coaster of emotions. You were up. You were down. High, low. I mean, you thought you figured it out. You didn't know. Man, I have never in my life seen a better movie. For people that have not seen it, I feel very sorry for them. Goosies. I mean, it gives you goosies. The whole time. Whole time. Yeah. Whole theater stood up and clapped one. Oh, I mean, tears. Did really? Whole theater. Wow. You don't see that happen very often. Wait, you didn't go? You weren't there? Nope. <laughs> so you haven't seen it. It's already a sore subject. Let's not really drive that home, okay? Oh. Well, talk about driving home. Man. That drive you, home from the movies? You can't drive 55. I <laughs> no, you can't. No, 45 on the bypass? Come on. It's I, highway to the danger zone. I had to sit my cruise because otherwise I'd have been doing 95 <laughs> down Maisel Avenue. Oh, man. It was unreal. It was unreal. But anyway, what's the topics? <laughs> I don't know. You done threw me off now. <laughs> Speaking of thrown off, did you see the... Oh, we can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. Uh, I, I will get to see it eventually. Yeah. When, when it comes out on VHS. When it's streaming <laughs> at the end of July. Yeah. Yeah. Then we can talk about it. it well, we'll forget by then. In all seriousness, though, if you haven't seen it, please go watch it. I've heard it's really, really I, good. I will go on record as saying I think it's just as good yes. as the first Top Gun. Well, most people that I've talked to about it say that it's the best non-Marvel superhero movie that they've seen in the theater in a long there, time. That's there is good, the yeah. best. It's being it's being raved as the best like America movie in in quite some time. Like because 
you know, we're in kind of a woke society. All movies are, you know, you got to be woke to do that. And this was straight like America. Like, America. America. Did you see that was his, that was Tom Cruise's first $100 million weekend. His, His first movie he's ever grossed. The movie's ever grossed $100 million in the first weekend. Right. His first movie ever right. has done that. That's crazy. Wow. And, and I mean, he's in a lot of good movies. movies. Well, I mean, Top Gun, the, the first Top Gun came out in 86. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's when people went to went to the movies. Yeah. 86, you, know, you all were going to the drive-in, right? I mean, I was 10. I remembered it. Were you 10? Come on now. Hey. it br- It brings back memories for sure. Did you? All, they did make a good decision by putting Jennifer Conley in as Penny over uh, Miss Kelly McGillis as Charlie. I don't know if y'all have seen Charlie lately. I understand people age. Tom Cruise apparently doesn't because he looks the exact same as he did in 1986. Yep. Drove the same motorcycle. So, I mean, same jacket. All the stuff was the same. I'm sure he was like, you know, they were going through the cast, and yeah, let's bring, but yeah, let's bring them, yeah, 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 and they got, to, they got to Charlie, and he was like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, they that's, even that's where they, I draw the line. That, that's a no for me. They even brought Val Kilmer back and fixed his face by CG in the movie, and he was like, yes, he can, he can be in the movie. <laughs> yes, he can't Charlie, talk. It's fine. He has zero lines. Next subject. Yeah, let's find. Right. Let's replace that's Charlie fun. with Penny. That's right. Fun. So, Sean, if you. Haven't seen it, by all means. Well, if I wasn't going on vacation next week, I'd see it next week. Perfect time. It rains. Let's go to Top Gun. I mean, we wife is not a movie person. We did save a seat for you. We saved the seat. I know you you did. And I, you know, (laughs) the the worst part about it is, is like, if you could have seen the defeat on my wife's face when I told her that, hey, if we make it back in time. I'm going to go to the movies with the guys. She was like, like, oh my God, you're choosing those guys again. And I'm like, because, how many chances are you going to get to choose the EST of LWC? Right. I well, am the EST well, of LWC. I'm looking at it as going, how many times are we going to get the opportunity to go to the movies together? Right. That is so, true. Well, they are, they showed a biopic of Elvis that's coming out soon. Oh, yeah. That looked good. That looks really good. Yeah. It's got and Tom Hanks in it. Then there was some. Weird oh my preview that I thought was a joke. We even at one time look at each other and we're chuckling. It's like, is this? Are we being punked right now? The truffles, hunter, the, the truffle hunters, or the something truffle like hunters, that? or the morsel hunter, or something. It was these people in like Italy that were hunting those mushrooms, and then they would like just, just randomly they'd shave them down, they'd eat them, they'd smell them, and then you had this, this was a preview to a yes, movie, the truffle hunters, and then you had a woman that was. Hollering for somebody the whole time, and she'd be like, Clyde! My goodness! It's got 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's terrible. How in the world? There's no, There's way. no way. That is why you don't trust movie reviews right no, That's there. exactly right. Sheila and Bobby Barnes sit right in front of us. Okay. And they were belly laughing at this movie <laughs> review. Yeah. Like, not, not only, we didn't help matters right, out. Right, we didn't. Yeah. I mean, I we mean, were sitting I, there were probably at belly laughing at you all. I'm like, looking, fun. The people behind us started to snicker, too. I'm right? looking around like, is Ashton Kutcher getting ready to pop out? Like, are we We didn't punk? get 10 seconds into it, and Neil goes, is this real? Is this real? <laughs> is, is this what a real movie? I, I thought, it went on long enough to where I thought, 
I thought it was going to be a short get, movie. Did, did we yeah. get in the wrong movie? <laughs> because, like, it even started with, like, Sundance Film Festival <laughs> right, award winner. Like, yeah, right. like, oh, well, okay. there's your problem right there. Well, I mean, Anytime it's a Sundance Film Festival award winner, but there were it's going to suck. There were several of those film festivals that it said it had won, and oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, we did take the picture, and I showed you the picture. Yeah. Where your seat was saved. Yep. Okay. We almost found a new member. Yeah. Speaking of which, what about Monday Night Raw last night? When the Judgment Day found a new member. Right. Is it still going to be the Judgment Day? I, I think it has to be. I have this weird feeling that AJ Styles is going to wind up being the leader of this thing. And it's going to be like a new... Bullet Club? Bullet Club, yeah. You think so? So it's a new Bullet Club, but it still goes by the Judgment Day. But yeah. they'll 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 throw up the the wolf pack and, and, and do all that just like the Bullet Club. And I know we're not necessarily a wrestling podcast per se anymore, but that's the basis. At our core. At our core we are. So we're gonna talk a little wrestling topics today. So for those of you that aren't wrestling fans that tune in for other reasons. Buckle your seatbelts. We'll come, you know, we're taking a detour. We'll be right back on the road, okay? But what do you think the reason was to go on and kick Edge out of the faction? I have no earthly idea. The I, only thing I, I, I can think of is that, Vince, the okay, crap out of me. is that Vince wants him back as a face. Well, here's what I think. I think with Cody getting hurt, it changed. I'm not, I'm not so sure it did. I think, I think it could. But this is Edge's... Edge is like M.O. This is what Edge does. Edge, Edge has been on TV since WrestleMania, basically. Yeah. It's time for him to take a Really? Break. Since before? Right. So he's he's had a pretty lengthy run, okay? Uh, we know that he's not an every week guy, even though he has been lately. So I think this was a way to get him some time. Um, also, it's a way to build in a, uh, a, match at, a match at SummerSlam. We're definitely headed towards Edge versus Finn Balor at SummerSlam. Uh, I told Sean today that I could see us getting the demon Finn Balor at SummerSlam. Just I will. Up, I, mean, I saw. I saw the gooses. I, I will. I will be crawling in the aisles just like the demon if he comes out. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right well, now. Well, and I and my and my reasoning is Edge talks about this dark place that he goes to. Like you don't want. Like he told AJ Styles that, and he's pulled. The brood and you know all that stuff. This attack is going to send Edge to that dark place. I could see when Edge came back. Edge is going to be off TV for about a month. He's going to come back in time to build a program uh, with Finn Balor. I could see when he comes back, he's 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 darker. He's going to be a face, but he's going to be darker. Um, and Finn Balor is going to see that he can't beat Edge. Without, as Finn Balor. Without summoning the demon. So I think we could see the demon versus like the devil. Like Edge, kind of, you know, like the blood, like all that. Like I yeah. think we could see that at SummerSlam. Um, but I do partially agree with you. I think Cody's injury played a little bit into that because as I, as I asked Sean, who are the faces now? 
Who's the top face now on Monday Night Raw? Well, I mean, the top face right now probably, probably is AJ. Bobby, or Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, yeah. he, he has. And think about what you just said. Bobby Lashley is the top face. Yeah, that's, and that's a snooze fest. And they're snooze. putting him in a... In a you know, and the crazy part about it is, is this is completely against Vince's M.O. is to have it dominated by heels. Right. You know? I mean, it's always been a baby face company. I mean, Drew McIntyre now, for the company, is the number one face. Oh, wait a minute. Face for Raw is coming back on June twenty seventh, Monday. The John Cena, right? So, but the face of Raw is also going to be against the U.S. Champion at SummerSlam, right? So, I think, which again we ruined the complete total surprise of John Cena coming back, which I've been calling that John Cena versus Austin Theory is going to happen for weeks. Yeah, I, I tell you who I think Roman's opponent is at SummerSlam. I think it's going to be Randy Orton. Randy's been off TV for a while. It was the bloodline that put him out. I think Riddle's going to uh, I think Riddle's going to challenge Roman at some point. Well, it looks like it's going to be Riddle before well, he's Roman. Already done that. Yeah, cuz Riddle was talking about that last night. Right. And so, that could be at money in the bank. And it could be, and I think Randy's going to come down and save him because the bloodline's going to beat him down. Randy will come back, make make, make the save and then he'll challenge and it'll be but, Roman versus But we Randy. know for sh- we know for certain that Roman's not losing at least until September because Drew's already talking about winning the title at Oakland Castle. Yeah. And he's not losing to Drew McIntyre in September either. No, I know, but I'm just saying, when when you throw that out there like that, this that's why that kind of stuff drives me insane. When you throw that out there, you give zero possibility of... Somebody beating Roman somebody Reigns. beating Roman Reigns before. Well, I had written, I had initially said WrestleMania. Roman's not getting beat before the Royal Rumble. No, so he'll make it to at least January as world champion. Yeah, I could see him losing the. He's going to get above a thousand days on that run. Um, and and I and as you said, as you have said multiple times, if we end up Rock versus Roman, even though I think Cody can look realistically. Especially, you've said it as when Cody comes back, he's going to be a hero, yeah. like like Hulk Hogan, John Cena level hero. Like yeah. he's going yeah. to be the guy. Well, good segue into the Cody thing, right? Uh-huh. Because him, for those of you who don't know, he wrestled Sunday night in the main event with a torn pectoral muscle off the bone, completely off the bone. His entire shoulder and arm was purple, right, and swelling. And yeah, and swelling, and he went through a hell in a cell match with Rollins, and it might have been the best match that they had of all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he basically said there was no way that he was not wrestling that match. The doctor told him that no more injury could could be sustained, and he was like, "You all paid to see me and Rollins in a main event, and I was going to make sure that happened." I mean, he come on after the match. And, you know, after the show went over with and basically talked to the fans. And, you know, he's standing up on the corner after the match saying, I'm sorry and thank you. I was telling you about it Monday morning. And I got about choked up and almost started crying about it. You know, because the passion, you don't see that kind of passion out of athletes anymore. And I say athletes because, you know, we talked about this morning. One of the things that we're going to talk about here in just a second is like gutsy performances, right? And, you don't see that. And then you're like, 
there's probably five wrestlers on the entire crew that would have done that, if that many. Right. I think Roman would have done that. Cena would have done that. But, like, him winning that match the way he did, if he's gone for four months, four weeks, or nine months, the minute the lights go boom, boom, and he goes... You know, there's more than one royal family. That place will explode more than it did at WrestleMania. Yeah, right. And that, like you you said this other day, that legitimately makes him the contender for Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be Rock anymore. I think Cody is the guy that can beat Roman Reigns because of the heroic performance that he pulled off Sunday night. Oh, I 100%. The, the more I watch him wrestle, too, the more you kind of look. They're wrestling. They match up together yeah. well. Yeah. You know, what What Cody can do and does do during a match and what Roman does will make for a really, really good yeah. match. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think the belt comes off of him until WrestleMania. And that's, that's when Cody and him will have – I mean, Cody will be in the WWE a year at that point. Um, and I, I I tend to agree. I don't think I don't think Vince needs the Rock. I think he would like to have the Rock. And if he can get the Rock, he'll get the Rock. But I don't think he has to have the Rock now. And I don't think they change the belts until the, the Monday rock. after right. WrestleMania. Yeah. When, when Cody comes out with his two straps and there is a podium in the ring. Right. And they unveiled the brand new Winged Eagle World Title. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you mentioned yesterday when we was talking, you think that we're to one belt now. They're, I think they're, so. They're bouncing back and forth off of it all the time. And you know, to be honest with you, how many actual world title contenders are there? Not many on on the shows. You know, five, six, maybe if you go if you go down deep. Did I send you all the? Did I send you all the the screenshot where it was talking about that the AEW fans booed Cody when he set himself on fire and did that one match? Yeah, where he, he legit was on fire. Yeah, suplex. He he suplexed his opponent who must not been on board to go through the flaming table, and he took the brunt of the flaming table and literally literally set himself on fire. Like yeah. legit second degree burns. Yeah, that lasted for months. Yeah, and and, and the fans booed him, and then. And then he does what he does the other night, and he becomes the number one face in the entire company. Well, but then you also have the people who's like, "Oh, it's a work. It's a work. It's not." Work. Bro, did you like? Did you see his arm and and peck yeah. swell up as the yeah. match went on? Why would they do that as a work? I saw people saying it was makeup. That was not makeup. Well, it, grew. Grew. it would have grew. Yeah. It went yeah. under the arm. And there have over. been there have been hundreds of ma- of professional makeup people come out and go. If that was makeup, it would have rubbed off with all exactly. of the stuff that we're doing. And, and five minutes of the and uh, on busted open, Dave LaGreca said on the dirt sheets that uh, Vince made Cody wrestle, and Bully Ray stepped in, and Bully said that's garbage. Vince, with an injury like that, Vince will not make you wrestle. And he said, for people that say that, have no clue how Vince works. Right. Right. Uh, that's one hundred percent Cody's. I'm sure Vince heard from the doctor that, hey, he's not going to hurt it any worse. And Cody said, I'm going to wrestle. And that's why he, after the fact, 
said all that. It said it was solely my decision to do all this. Yeah. And like, 10 out of somebody, 10 times I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, because he knew somebody would record it. And he knew somebody would put it on social media. And he wanted everybody to know that. Yeah. Cody has been in the WWE for two and a half months. Came in April. We're now about almost the middle of June. He's a bigger star in two and a half months in WWE than the AEW fans allowed him to be in three years in yeah. AEW. Yeah. And 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 I'm not sure why. Um, I think they felt about Cody how WWE fans for a long time felt about Roman. I think they felt that he was being shoved down their throats. But he pigeonholed himself with that stipulation early on where he couldn't challenge for the world title. Yeah. So he was always in the TNT title picture, and people were like, I'm tired of seeing that. I told you um, that I watched that uh, the Stone Cold or the, the Broken Skull Sessions with him. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's phenomenal because he talks about all of his path from you know coming coming up through all of his smoke and mirror days to the Stardust days to why he quit, the AEW and all that. And he talks a lot about that he wanted to please everybody in AEW. He wanted to make sure that everybody got what they wanted. He didn't want to be the guy, you know, getting the opportunities. And Arn Anderson even told him, he goes, you need to get yours too. Yeah. And he did, and he wouldn't do that. That was basically his baby. Right. You know, he he, he had started that with a couple of other yeah. ones, and I guess Tony is the backer. Yeah. Well, that was I, his baby. They actually started it without Tony right. Khan. And see, yeah. Dave Meltzer actually made the, like, threw it out on Twitter going, there's no way that Ring of Honor could fill a 10,000-seat arena. And Cody responded, you want to make that a bet, Dave? Yeah. And that's when All, All In was created. And in 23 minutes, they sold 11,000 tickets yeah. to that that show. And that's kind of what sparked the thought of maybe we could do this. Right. And, you know, obviously Tony Khan's money is is what got him there. He got him the contract with, with TNT and stuff. But I think they could have took time and built it on their own right. naturally. Might not have ever had the money to really do what they needed to do with it. And it makes you wonder, had they done it that way, if Cody Rhodes isn't still there. Right. But, as you've said, I haven't got to watch it yet. I want to. The plan was always for Cody to come back to the WWE. Yeah. That's that's where he calls home. So, have you watched the Broken Skull Sessions at all? Never? Oh, I mean, I've watched several. Yes. Okay. So, you know, like, you know, Stone Cold sitting where Neil is. I'm sitting where the – and right behind – Hangs the winged eagle. And the right? smoking skull. The, and the smoking skull winged eagle, right? So Stone Cold asked him, he goes, so ultimately, why did you come back? And Cody looks at him and turns around and points right at the winged eagle, and he goes, that right there is why I came back. And he's like, I didn't ever want to, he said, I never wanted to leave. But his whole thing from being a child, was to fulfill the, the 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 destiny of the of the code the the Rhodes family to be the world champion in the WWE. His dad never pulled that off. He was world champion in NWA and probably many other promotions, but never in the WWE. And 
you know, you had the like Cody went through a lot of phases in his in and you know we all laugh about the smoke and mirrors and the dashing Cody Rhodes, but he actually liked it. He he grasped onto that and really really liked it. And he goes, man, I thought I was doing some really good work with that. Was that before or after Evolution was made, put together? I think it was. That would have been after. Was, you think so? Yeah, because Evolution was like. I thought he was right around the time that Randy and them started, and that was mid two thousand. I thought Evolution started, and then Cody went on his own and became Dashing Cody Rhodes. But he wasn't in Evolution. No, not Evolution. He was in the um, Nexus Legacy with Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase Jr., and Cody Rhodes. Oh, okay. Okay. Was you talking about Legacy? No, the reason I say Evolution is because you know Dashing Cody Rhodes did a lot of the same stuff that. Evolution did, you know, with Rick when Rick took o- took over those guys, and you know it showed them at the at, at games and partying and stuff like that. Not that Cody was partying, but he liked that that feeling of, oh, I can bring anybody in this ring. I can yeah. bring these many girls in this ring. Well, he was so, dashing Cody Rhodes. So Randy gets kicked out of Evolution, right? <coughs> I yeah. legitimately thought you were going to throw up just now. No. Legitimately, I was like, we're going to see him. Like, talk about gutsy performances. This man's going to puke here on the floor, and he's going to continue on with the podcast. By the way, gutsy performance was Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Oh, man. I cannot. That movie was so good, bro. Like, two minutes, 15 seconds. What? Gutsy performance. Oh. Yep. Oh, 215. 215. 215. Right. 215. Like, and, and time to spare. And time to spare. Right. Yeah. When nobody thought it could be done in 230, <laughs> Maverick was like, bet. Right. So, anyway, Evolution started. They kicked Randy Orton out. And Randy Orton then eventually started his own faction. And that's when he started Legacy. He brought in Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody Rhodes. I think Cody Rhodes became Dashing and the Smoke and Mirrors after, right. after, after Legacy. Uh, before we go into gutsy performances, one of, my, one of my favorite stories is right after Ted DiBiase Jr. went out on his own and he came out with a TV title, he tried he tried to hire R-Truth. I don't know if y'all remember that on Monday Night Raw. He tried to hire R-Truth. And R-Truth was like, you want me to be your virtual? <laughs> and he was, <laughs> like, remember that. he was like, no, no, not really. He's like, no, I think you want me to be your virtual. I ain't being your virtual. <laughs> but he, R-Truth's fantastic. I do not remember that. The, it's good. Uh, but ultimately why Cody left was they gave him that dumb Stardust gimmick. And as he said, there's nowhere to go from there. Like Goldust, Dustin Rhodes stayed Goldust his entire career in WWE because he had nowhere to go. He was pigeonholed with that gimmick. And and Dusty even talked about, or uh, Dusty, Cody even said... That he wouldn't even do autograph sessions at Stardust because he goes, I didn't feel like that I could be Cody Rhodes when people knew me as Stardust. So it was, it it just never took off. He tried to make it all that he could make it. Right. But it just wasn't going to happen. I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but he literally quit the WWE. He, He wasn't released, he left. And he told him, he goes, I won't be back. And they go, yeah, whatever, we'll see you next week. And he goes, mm, no, you won't. And he left. Well, and so he comes back at, at WrestleMania, 
and and Sean said during that that he walked when he walked to the back like oh Duke oh Duke to Duke uh, they always say that about Michael P.S. Hayes P.S. stands for purely sexy by the way uh, Michael Hayes you know what else Michael Hayes did Bad Street Atlanta GA <laughs> so uh, and you know what else what other, what else was about, came out about Bad Street Tom Tom Cruise and Top Gun but recently. Maverick came out, and I think it's better. So he caught, walks through the curtain, and Cody Rhodes says, "Everybody's looking at him like, wow, like we didn't know you could go like that." And he's like, "Like I've been trying to tell everybody my whole career that I belong and I'm good." Yeah. And you they all- didn't know who the American Nightmare was exactly. Yeah, he needed to. It was the best thing for him, as we've talked about before. To go bet on himself, create his, the character he wanted to be, show that he could make it good, and then tell Vince, I'm ready to come back. One of the best things that ever happened to him was that the WWE owned the Rhodes last name, and he had to wrestle as Cody. Yeah. He couldn't make it off his last name. He had to, he had to develop his own, his own gimmick, his own character, his own style. Yeah. And that's where the, that's where the American Nightmare came in. Yeah. But talking about gutsy performances. So we talked about his gutsy performance. Right. That leads us into our main topic of the night of other sports gutsy performances that happen. Right. And I tell you, you can't think of gutsy performances. And, I mean, you think, obviously, Willis Reed limping out from the Knicks locker room uh, and coming out and, you know, didn't really do a whole lot. Right. He scored four points. Right. After he came back. But it, was, but it inspired it was, his team. It was the inspiration. Yeah. I always think of Kirk Gibson, where he was a broken down old man. Yeah. And he had, literally just. Had two bad knees. He literally just threw the bat. You can yeah. go back and watch it. He stand. Was it against Eckersley? Yeah. And it, the, it was like an eight or a nine pitch at, at bat. Right, like yeah. he just kept fouling them off and fouling them off and fouling them off. What, I mean, the most dominant closer at the time. Oh yeah. And he's there, and you know he's got his little, he's got, his, he's got a stash, and he just keeps throwing the bat out, just keep and, yeah. and fouling them off, fouling them yeah. off. And I'd be danged if this man didn't throw the bat and connect and hit a home run to win the game. Right. And he runs around and second base. Barely and makes, that I mean, and he barely makes it. He barely makes it around the bases. Yeah. But he just, I mean, like you said, I mean, he's just cranking everything cranking he's got. He's like on Top Gun. Maverick was in oh, Top Gun, man. cranking everything he had he out of that. He got everything he could out of that plane. Yes, he did. I've never in my life, like, I get gooseys thinking about that movie. I feel, I officially hate you all right now. Why? Why? Did you, have you not seen it? <laughs> Shut up. You weren't there? No, I wasn't there. I think oh. you know that. Oh, I thought we was. We've established this. I enjoyed my commemorative uh, Top Gun popcorn holder that I got. I got my wings. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. They gave out free wings. Right. And cups. And cups. Nice. It, it, it was nice. It, it was, was a good, good setup. Tenth Frame Cinema's done an amazing job with the whole thing. We need to make them a sponsor of the show. Matter of fact, we actually need to get on the big screen as, as when they do the advertisements before the show. From corner to corner needs to be on there. I wonder what that costs. A lot. You think? Does it really? I know it. Like, what's a lot? It's about two to three thousand dollars. For how long? A month. You, for, well, for a month? No, I think I it runs. Be. I think it runs year to year. 
Because that yeah. that picture of TK's gymnastics, those that kids was a, are grown. That was the new one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 that's got I got Tia Turpin on there. I was gonna say they got most of those kids have kids now that are in TK's. Like that's that's old. And I don't know if you've been in TK's lately. I, my kids love TK's. It doesn't look that like that's like renovated, up to date in that picture, and it doesn't look like that. Anymore. It does not look like that. We had a, a birthday party there. It does not look like that picture anymore. So, are there any other gutsy performances that come to mind when you think oh, of? I don't know how you can't think of Michael Jordan's flu game. Oh, uh, I mean, literally, you see, and like the the, the, the image last, that the last dance was great about that by the way well the image that stands in my mind with that is literally at the end of the game Scotty Pippen Just is holding him, him yeah. up yeah because what did he got fluids uh, at halftime and I think he got fluids some other like legitimately IV in the arm yeah during the game yeah. during the game before the game what, after like the game. his fever was like one oh three or something like he yeah. probably should have been at home if not the hospital yeah and how many how many points did he end up scoring. I don't remember. It was a lot. I, I think it was forty-five, wasn't it? Forty-five is the number that stuck in my mind. Yeah, uh, but it's just there's so many Jordan moments that are iconic. You know, the shot, the um, you know, the I always think about. Well, shoot it with your eyes closed. The free throw that Dikembe challenged him to do. Well, and then and then the finger wag and Dikembe's yeah. fat like yeah. so. Well, the, and then thirty-eight like, was it thirty-eight? The the first. Championship they won when he drove down the lane and was left handed, pulls it down left right hand back up underneath. Well, the, and I you know. and I, I think of the shot against the Cavs, yeah. the three pointer in front of Craig Elo, and he turns around and he's yeah. <laughs> and I mean and Craig Elo had just hit a shot to take the lead, yeah, and then he turns right around and nails that. I mean the free throw line dunk, yeah, but. The flu game. I mean, you just think it's, it's so well. Iconic. And then the game against Portland where he hit like six or seven three pointers and he runs down the sideline and he does the shrug. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, you know, he doesn't hit three pointers. Right. But what about Kurt Schilling's bloody sock? That is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Schilling's not, but his bloody sock is. Man, that was one of the absolute gutsiest performances I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. Like, his, his leg is bleeding. Yeah. Pretty serious blood. Yeah. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Nobody. Penn Stiller, dodgeball. Uh, I, I got you. Okay, thank you. Joni loves Chachi. <laughs> so, there was another one that you said this morning. Um, well, I'm getting there. Hold about, on. Let's talk about Kurt Schilling for a second. Oh. Let's not. He, oh, he deserves at least five minutes. He Kurt does. Kurt Schilling. He's not even all the fame. He but should, he be. should <laughs> be. He should be. He should. And and he took. He, Case in point. Don't mouth. Well, he told them, "Take me off the ballot. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to be in your pathetic Hall of Fame." Yeah, but you, you we talk, should make our own Hall of Fame. We should. Yeah, the corner to corner Hall of Fame of sports. Yeah, are we talking about the people that should be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, and that had a good ring to it. I mean, it is Adam Muncy. <laughs> I'm just kind of come up with things like. And by the way, yeah. thank you all who listen for making us the number one show out of Mount Sterling, Kentucky, that airs on Saturday mornings at 3 a.m. I mean. You, it's it's because of you guys. I mean, that is round that, of applause. That is an honor that none of us take lightly. Okay, we understand the magnitude that comes with that. Um, yeah, of the thousands and thousands of listeners. I mean, it. I'm fighting back tears. Are you right okay? Now. I, I'm. I mean, because we've worked so hard to get this up and going, and to be the number one show that comes out of Mount Sterling on Saturday mornings. I mean, it, it gets me in the feels. Bite your bottom lip. It'll be all right. 
almost as much as Top Gun Maverick. Almost. Almost. It gets me. Oh, God. But the Bloody Sock game, and of course it was in the World Series, so that, I mean, that makes it even more special. Um, I think of 2008. Tiger Woods at the U.S. Open with oh. with the with the bad knee where like he's literally like walking on his putter <laughs> yeah. with, with, with like a, as like a cane, uh, you know. I mean, was he you know was he being a little bit of a drama queen? Maybe, but I venture to say I mean there was a couple shots that you know or so, I said shots swings that he took that as soon as he hit the ball like he almost crumpled to the ground yeah. like his knee was hurting that bad. Leg just gave out on him. Um, and and I think that was the last. Major that he won was 08 the last was the U.S. No, he, he won, he won, he won, the won a couple of years ago in 2019 yeah. the yeah. Masters did he okay oh yeah, yeah. you're right he did yeah. uh, that was because everybody then at that point thought he was back and Tiger's not back and that's a shame that Tiger's not going to be able to uh, to beat uh, no him. but he's I tell you what this last uh, tournament well the Ma- uh, no it wasn't the U.S. Masters. Open it was the PGA Championship, PGA Championship. when he uh, was the in British the top Cup. he was in the top ten after the first round. His first major back that was would have been the that was the Masters. Yeah. After his two three year layoff because of, uh, because of his wreck, I mean he was in the top ten. Well, that's a pretty gutsy listen, performance. I know that we're in like the new breed of golfers. You know, your Brooks Kopka, your uh, Jordan Spieth, your uh, don't Dustin say Dustin Johnson. Johnson. No, can't say him anymore. Oh yeah, I forgot. He, he just retired today. Yeah, I forgot. Did he? DJ yeah. retired? Yeah, he retired today. Yeah, yeah. Did you know, have you not seen and he's, this? And he's going to the L, what that L-I-V, L-I-V uh, yeah. tour the in Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Really? A hundred and twenty-five million dollar contract. Now, who's the other guy that's at the top Fifth. with uh, with oh. Kopka? Um, they have bad blood. Kopka and oh, uh, uh, Bryce Bryce and DeChambeau. DeChambeau. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you got the new blood coming through. I mean, he looks like a professional wrestler. Now I'm not well, kidding. So does, well, Brooks Kopka looks like he yeah. can play safety in the yeah. NFL, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but professional golf in the PGA Tour is so much better when you see Tiger's red on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Even with these new guys. So I always like Tiger. And, you know, you, Tiger, you don't realize how much Tiger changed the game until you see, like, it used to be a bunch of fat guys like John like Daly. John Daly, yes. Right. And, you know, smoking cigarettes and drinking Diet Pepsis in between swings. And now you got guys that look like they could play middle linebacker in the NFL, right? Um, but so you think about gutsy performances. I definitely think about Tiger Woods in the 08 U- U.S. Open. Uh, How about uh, Paul Pierce uh, when he yeah, lost? Don't, say, don't was, say the wheelchair game. Do not say that the wheelchair game. Yeah, he, and then he comes back. in. Have you not seen the full story about that? Oh, I know, I know. Well, I haven't. Tell me about the wheelchair game. Dude just had to cramp. Right, yeah. That's all it looks. Oh, so he, I, I, he goes I down with my, a cramp. Yeah. And he's like, he pulls the trainer close and he's like, I got to take a crap. So they wheel him out in a wheelchair like he's hurt. That's fantastic. He takes a dump and then he runs back through oh, the tunnel ready to play. And he completely denies it. Yeah. He's like, no, I had I had a cramp. I had to get, and it took him what? He did have a cramp. He had a, a pooping cramp. cramp. Right. Yeah, it was a cramp. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, a cramp is a cramp. You think about, uh, you know, big games and gutsy performances. What about Terrell Davis in the uh, '98 Super Bowl when he had the migraines where he couldn't see? And John Elway spun like a stupid helicopter and got the first he, down. He did. Gosh, but so did they beat that game? I think it was the Packers. Yeah, huh. that was. Yeah. What are you talking about going out on top? Ooh. Well, but so you. 
and you've heard, I, or I've heard, I've heard Davis give those interviews, and he like he swears up and down, dude couldn't see his migraines were I mean, that his bad. His career was over after that game. It was, right? uh, and they said how like he ran several great runs in that game, and he said he it was just off sound, like he knew the play that that well, and he knew where he was supposed to go, and he just ran off sound, I, like. People get migraines that put them in bed for days. Yeah, like yeah. you're light sensitive. This man had a migraine so bad he couldn't see, and won a Super Bowl. Won a Super Bowl. I mean, because without you could have John Elway's goofy helicopter spin that helped them beat the Green Bay Packers, but without Davis, even with his goofy spin, they don't they don't win that game. Here's a good one: Byron Lethwich when he played for Marshall. With a broken leg. I, with I a broken leg. And, they were, and the offensive line How guys were picking him up and taking him to the line. Do you know uh, what West just did to you? He Joey logano you. <laughs> he, he Joey logano This dude Joey logano me last week. All right? In our fancy NASCAR. Or he darren me if we want to go back he, even he, further. <laughs> he darren me. Darren. That was a darren. Darren. I mean, I legit got the article pulled up to make sure I had the date right. He can't. Listen, he has to hike the ball. From the shotgun formation, and stand still because he can't he, he move. Can't move. He move. Broke his shin. It was clear through the skin. And, and then his lineman had to pick him up and carry him down the field. Fourth quarter game winning drive, yeah. and they're carrying him down the field. Well, speaking of, Matt Stafford had one of those performances with his shoulder. With his shoulder, right? And he missed a play because he, he had one a, more play that he could do. Yep. And that and, was uh, his rookie year, right? With Detroit. I don't know. I know it was against the Browns. They caught they they pull him out of the game, and he's in pain. Yeah, I mean hurting bad, and the timeout gets called or a flat. Anyway, there's stoppage of play that allows him to come back in. Yeah, yeah. And he he like he just gets his helmet and like he goes up to the coach. He says, "I got I got one play left." Yeah, and they were inside the goal or inside the ten. Anyways, oh he yeah he throws a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He turns right around, goes to the sideline. They're going, don't touch. He's going, don't touch me, don't touch me. <laughs> I'm going to give him five, and he's going to He's like leaning over his shoulders down. I mean, it. Well, I mean, you know, have, have you all seen the movie Friday Night Lights? Uh-huh. Yeah. What about Tim McGraw's son? I can't think <laughs> oh, of his name right uh, now. Tim Riggins. But, but Tim, but he, Riggins. Yeah, he had he had. Uh, they were out of running backs. Yep. And he had just separated his shoulder. And like, and he couldn't hold on to the ball. He couldn't hold on to the ball. And the trainer like popped it back in place. You hear him screaming, "Ah!" And they hand him the ball, and he runs against the first down. You talk about a movie that would just absolutely take you through the ringer. I remember watching it in the movie theater, Mm -hmm. and that final drive, standing up, being like, "Oh, come on, come on, come on!" And then like, you felt like you had just lost whenever they didn't score the touchdown. You know, another movie that's like that. What's that? Top Gun. Oh Oh, my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh, (laughs) Top Gun, man. My, I mean, I didn't think they were going to get out of the situation they were in. Oh really? And when they did, the hands just went up on the head because. Yep. mm. Yep. I'd like. There are literally zero words in the English language to describe how great that movie is. <laughs> if it's t- possible for a movie to be better than the original, that movie did it. That that movie. So back to Friday Night Lights. I write thirty four switchblade for the state championship. I love y'all. I love y'all. <laughs>
That's that was like, good. That was good. Wow. That's, that's one of those sports movies that doesn't end on the high. No. Right? And, and, you, and, and then you're so disappointed when you see the next year they go undefeated and win the state title. Yeah, because you're thinking, like any other sports movie, you don't know the story. So obviously, because I mean, that's a true story, right? Which, by the way, do you know the true story? When Booby goes down in real life, they win like four games. They don't they even, yeah, they don't even make the state championship. Yeah, yeah, but that wouldn't be a good movie. No, that's a terrible movie. Yeah, but but that's like that. You know that one. Who was the Who was the fill in running back? Chris Comer. Chris Comer that colored his shoes because <laughs> you got those Adidas Comer. You can't run because <laughs> they're white Adidas and he yeah. colors them black. Gutsy performance, solid. Varsity Blues. What about that one? Mox coming in. That's solid. <laughs> they, have, they have to ask Billy Bob a yes or no question. He's like, no, no, you're asking the wrong question. You I thought you were going to say Billy Bob is gutsy performance. Right. you got to ask him a yes or no question. One concussion away from not playing. <laughs> I don't want your life. <laughs> That's a great movie. Mox. So. Any other gutsy performances you think of off the top of your head? I mean, I know one that I think of. Gets me every time. I was getting ready to say the exact same one. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Strug, 1996 Summer Olympics on the uh, on the vault. The, the vault with the broken ankle. Yep. Mm. Running down the the ramp. I mean, hits it perfect. Lands it. Sticks the landing. One hands up in the air until she gets judged and then crumples to the ground. She's done. I mean, goosey. Hair stand it up. Yeah. I, I, I can feel it on the back of my neck. The miracle. Miracle on Ice. Gutsy performance. That was a gutsy performance. That was a team gutsy performance. Who do you play for? Michael Ruzioni. United States of America, sir. Because he was killing them. <laughs> Kurt Russell was killing them. <laughs> Everybody thought really he lost his mind. Herb Brooks, he was crazy. I just looked it up because I forgot about this one. Brett Favre. Monday Night Football after, after his losing his dad. That was the one you said this yep. morning I couldn't think of. Yep. Yeah. Unreal performance. Unreal. Six touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, almost and all they kept talking about like, the whole game. Was, I mean, I can't mean, believe his dad died this morning. He's having this performance. I mean, almost. Was that a John Madden game? Oh, yeah. It yeah. was Monday Night Football still on ABC. It was Al Michaels and John Madden. That's what I thought. Brett Favre. You know who's going to be that good for the Packers? Who? Will Levis. Will Levis is going to be good for the Packers. Great. I can't listen. I am on record of saying that when Will Levis gets drafted by the Green Bay Packers this year, I am buying two Will Levis Green Bay Packers jerseys. One for me and one for Mr. Muncie. I'll wear it. If he plays for the Packers, I'll wear it. So, I mean, that Brett Favre, like, what was his completion percentage? Like it was something like oh, it was absurd. It was, I was gonna say it was it, it was missed two passes. I was gonna say it was very few passes yeah. that he missed. And I mean, and it, was that the one where he basically did the one like he threw the pass like behind his head and Antonio Freeman catches it? Yeah, like yeah. it was as he's going down, he just like only a pass that like there's only two people that can pull that off. Like Brett Favre and Patrick Mahomes are probably yeah. the only two people that could they they could pull that off. I would agree, but it's just. I mean, there's so many, so many gutsy performances. Um, I mean, you think about... Now, as much as I hate to say this one, it kind of, it kind of comes to my brain. 
91 World Series when the Braves and Twins played. Seven Game 7. Are you talking about Kirby Puckett? No. The fact that John Smoltz went nine shutout innings and Jack Morris went ten shutout innings head-to-head, and obviously Kirby Puckett hits the, the, the game-winning home run, but it was the only run scored in the entire game, and they were the only two pitchers used in the entire game. Kirby Puckett. Yeah. One bad eye and couldn't see out the other. Yeah. He could play baseball, though. What? I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not false. wrong. It's a, it's a true statement. How many World Series did the Braves go to in the nineties? Three. More than that. To the World Series. Yeah, they lost in ninety-one. I think they lost in ninety-two. One in 95. And lost again to the Yankees at some point. 96. So four. Yeah. Brett Favre was 22 of 30. Oh, so he missed more than I thought he did. 399 yards. But, um, I mean, there's lots of gutsy performance. Like, but it seems to be that we don't get those a lot anymore. And And I don't know if that's because of the way our... Society has turned. I mean, even like in in pro wrestling, we mentioned earlier, there's only just a handful of guys that go out and do what Cody Rhodes did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't see people play with a 103 degree temperature like Michael Jordan did. Yeah, in, spe- in wrestling, especially nowadays, you know, in wrestling they can they can just change things around, put something in at the last minute, and that. That guy just goes off and you know gets done whatever he needs to get done, uh, surgery wise and whatnot. In sports, it's a different story. I mean, they could either just sit out and let their teammates do it, but a lot of times they'll they'll try to. That's what made Cody's, you know, situation uh, on Sunday that much more. If you go back, exciting. And, if you go back and watch that, when he takes his jacket off, you can hear the crowd gasp. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. the whole place was, you know, and I, I remember going, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. You know, I couldn't believe it. Immediately you know, get the text that, going, that how's that he going to believe this? it? The end of Top Gun Maverick. Yep. I mean, it was just, listen, in the whole theater, there was an audible gasp. <gasps> and then there was pure silence. Even as the credits were rolling, nobody moved. You didn't know what to do. You did not know what to do. Right? Did the crowd legit stand up and applaud? Tears in eyes. I mean, I've I've had people ask me, because apparently uh, Titus and them went to the Spider-Man movie in Lexington, and they, they all like applauded that movie. Now, when we saw the Spider-Man movie, nobody applauded. I don't know that I've ever been to a movie that people have actually applauded. So, I think it's cool that they did that. It'd been cool if you'd been there. Yeah, well, I know. Were you not there? <clears throat> no. That's where you put your popcorn. I was... I uh, popcorn. That, that's, no, I'm he, not Terrell Owens. I, he had Reese Pieces. Oh, I was... Inter- I didn't have my popcorn ready. I was entertaining my wife. I didn't know you had Reese Pieces. You didn't ask. That's the best candy. You that's, did, my, that's better than M&M's. You didn't ask. And I know we've talked about us going to see Top Gun. Mm-hmm. 
It was unreal. Me and Wes stood in line for 15 minutes oh, probably yeah. in the concession stand just waiting on our food. This and guy walks listen, in. Listen, hold on. Let's, let's set this. First, you hear the glass shatter, okay? <laughs> you do hear the glass. This guy walks in. Everybody, look, this, hey, you thought Moses had his staff in the air. Red Sea parts. I go straight up to the counter, get my ticket, walk straight over the concession stand. No line at all. Within yeah. two minutes, he has his Reese pieces and his ticket. And didn't miss a second of anything. No. I was like, that was pretty good timing. And you had your Stone Cold shirt on, right? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this episode up. I got, uh, I came up with, I heard this on the radio the other day. Uh, so I want to do a, I want to do a, like a Rushmore here real quick. And it's the golden ticket, right? So if you had a golden ticket to any live sporting event, that you could go to. Best seat possible. Best entertainment possible. Best all around anything. Like nothing could be better. It was the, It's the greatest opportunity that you've ever had. What would it be? Your, your, your four golden tickets. I'll so four bits. So, or, or I, I tell you what, and or are we doing one a piece? Let's do one a piece and to save time, because it'll take us thirty minutes to go through four of those a piece. Okay, let's start with you. you didn't I don't want to see the first. movie. You didn't get to go see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so <laughs> we'll let you go first. Right. <laughs> so your golden ticket would be Top Gun Maverick, right? <laughs> right. Because I mean, after watching that movie, <laughs> it would be really hard not to make that my golden ticket. And it's kind of hard not to, right? I think if I could only have one, it would have to be Game 7 of World Series. Okay. Seeing the Braves win. But I would go to any Game 7 of World Series. But Where would your seat be? I mean, it would to be right behind the home plate. Yeah. I think that would be the best seat in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go. I don't care. Okay. I had teased. It, I, I, wish we, I wish we'd have done four because I don't think you all would have gotten my one. Let's do my, one just now. start with your one. Oh, I'm going to just do one because it, the top, the best to me. Daytona. I, I guess they no, It wasn't no. Daytona. World Cup Somebody, final. Uh, World Cup final, I didn't think about. That would have been really good. I guess the Masters. I, and the Masters would have been really the good. The Masters also. would have been on my four. Uh, Daytona would have been on my four. My top two would have been... Um, watching the Ryder Cup, U.S. win the Ryder Cup because that's pretty for for golf. That's pretty exciting, um, and everybody gets into it because it's a team aspect instead of just one golfer. But my top one would be a game seven at the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't think there's anything better. You're in it. You're in an arena that's a little bit smaller, uh, but much louder. And them hockey fans are the crazy. Hockey man. fans. Those I mean, hockey fans get wild. I used to go to Thoroughbred uh, game uh, games all the time when uh, Lexington had their AHL um, affiliate for the San Jose Sharks. You can have them. I'll take the Huntington Blizzard every day. They were good, but um, Team Mussolini 
Tay Mussolini uh, uh, played played for um, the, the Hor- uh, for yeah. um, who did I just say third the Third Blades for a little while for a little bit. They were great games. I mean, there was nothing more exciting than go than going to those games and watching. It's just nonstop action, and that's. I think the Game 7 of the Stanley Cup, watching everything afterwards, roll out the red carpet, bring out maybe the best trophy in sports, period, I think. You know, watch watch them pass that around to the team. I think it's the best. As far as the Stanley Cup, the actual trophy goes, it is definitely the most revered mm-hmm. trophy. I prefer the Conn Smythe. Who? It's one of the other trophies for, that, for, for, for hockey. <laughs> it's like a conference title or something. I mean, we're headed to a pretty good finals, I think. I mean, the Avalanche absolutely steamrolled Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, my, my gosh. Goodness. They can score goals. And, like the, and it's the Rangers and Lightning in the other two, right? Yeah, it's 2-1 yeah. Rangers gonna, right but, now. but, I mean, it's it's going back and forth. Yeah. So, um, I don't want to see Tampa Bay win again. Something about a Florida I team. I do want to see Tampa Bay no, win No, something again. about a Florida team winning hockey. I, They've won, what, three in a row? Two, right? Oh yeah, two. So yeah, but I mean the Rangers playing pretty good. So that's a good one though. I've never been to a hockey game. I would love to go. I think to we one. ought to go. I would love to see a hockey game in person. Nashville would be the closest one. Yep, right. right. They said once Nashville won Stanley Cup a few years ago, tickets just went really through the roof. I got a guy that I used to go all the time at work. I think Cincinnati still has an AHL team. Yeah, well, we want to go. Watch we the want the real thing. thing. Okay, yeah. understandable. Columbus Blue Jackets, maybe. Yeah. All right, what do you, what do you got? Super Bowl, 50-yard line. Right. I mean, I don't even care who's playing, really. I would like the Packers to play, but I don't even care. It's Super Bowl. Um, I think, you know, I would I would think that one of the gutsy performances that I didn't talk about was uh, at this event. Uh, it was Lance Armstrong when he took his tumble at the Tour de France, got back up and ended up winning the stage. Um I actually watched several stages during his run, when, you know, whenever he six or seven straight Tour de France. I think it would be super cool to be I like the final stage. If it was close, they're watching the end. That wouldn't be my golden ticket, though. Um, uh, WrestleMania, of course, would be really cool. Uh, but you have multiple times to do that. I think my golden ticket would be, and you talked about it oh, earlier. You've already got it. Top Gun Maverick. Tickets to SummerSlam. Oh. The greatest show ever. It is going to be a great show. Uh, Unfortunately, we probably won't get to see Cody. I'm not giving up hope yet, okay? He said he was going to work money in the bank. I'm not giving up hope that Cody's not going to be there. But my golden ticket would be center field at at the World Cup Finals. Uh, Just that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. uh, It's typically in a foreign country. Would you have an air horn? I would have a Vuvuzela, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'd be shooting off rockets, and I mean, like they get so into it. I wouldn't care who was playing. Uh, you know, the World Cup's going to be in the Americas, uh, 26. Yeah, and uh, I don't care. Cincinnati's one of the places. I don't care who's playing. I want to go to Cincinnati and watch and and watch one of the games. Um, but just the atmosphere. Everything encompassed. It only happens once every four years. Mine would be the World Cup. That's a pretty good four. Yep. That's a really good four. Yeah. And I, I feel like that 
Super Bowl would probably be on every list. WrestleMania would would have been on a list. I, I mean, I really do like that. You shocked me with the the hockey one. Yeah, I did. Uh, the only time I really pay attention to hockey though is right now. Right. Yeah, the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I tell you, my biggest problem with watching hockey is I'll watch it and I think I know what's going on. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the puck's down on the other end and I, I, I don't know. I can't follow it. And I'm like, what? And then they tried to put, like, the glow ring around it and it makes it even worse. Well, they do that on that hockey video game. And yeah. I, well, I, it's, it's I a good game, though. It, it is a fun game, but boy, I, I struggle to score on that thing. That is for sure. It's a good she game. Said. I. <laughs> <laughs> not what Deshaun Watson said. Three, three to two is classic. I lose three to two almost every game. So it's. Uh, it's I've been telling West this. You know what I would like to do? I would like to run with the Bulls in Spain. Just one time. Just one time. I t- uh, here's yeah. my plan. I'm going to start out running, right? I'm going to run near the fence. I'm going to run until the first bull passes me. And then I'm out. Do you think it's going to pass you? I hope. Just don't do like that guy did in this last one and, and turn into oh, yeah. Brian Bullocker and just get demolished. Right. You get but I want to run with the Bulls. That would be pretty cool. Just to say you I don't run. Well I don't either. That's why I'm bailing out fast. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. No. I will run to the buffet table and eat the bulls. That's what I'll do. <laughs> so all right. Anyways, another good solid show, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. I pledge allegiance to the podcast brought to me by the MoCo Four Horsemen, for which I rely upon my weekly entertainment, for the love of all things fun, with opinions, facts, and jokes aplenty. Just like Sex Panther Cologne, 60% of the time, we are right every time. Amen. Woo!